Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Warriors of Lust podcast, the pilot episode, our very first episode. We are very excited to bring you this production. We have been looking forward to it. We have been practically salivating to get this show to you, and I need to start by introducing myself. I am your warrior of lust, the enemy of innocence, Callie Page, and joining me are my fellow warriors of lust. First up, we have the insatiable Jiraku Drake. Jiraku, how are you? Absolutely wonderful tonight. It is a beautiful evening. Of course, they're all beautiful evenings when you're in the presence of Jiraku Drake. Also joining us is the temptress of fate herself, Serena Hima. Serena, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, darling. I can't wait to see how this night goes. Oh my gosh, we have been waiting to do this show. I feel like it's taken forever to get here. There's been so many things that have had to get done before we could start. And now, finally, finally, we can sit down and start recording. We are really, really geeked about it. We do want to start by offering an apology, which I know is just a terrible way to start a show, but we absolutely need to. We did promise on social media that our first show would be coming to you live from the Drowning Wench in Limsa Laminsa. However, we were not able to do that. We were told we would not be allowed to perform there. Because why, Serena? Well, you see, I didn't do it. I promise. Um, <laughs> there was, there was an incident. Uh huh. Um, that involved. Don't make me say it out loud, please. Oh, we're definitely gonna make you say <laughs> no. it out loud. The, the people demand to know why we're not in the Drowning Wench when we said we would be. Um, Did you drown a wench? I mean, t- not technically. You're saying, she, okay, well, even if she survived, <laughs> you still attempted to drown her? Oh, we're not talking about water, are we? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> po- point taken. Uh, we'll just say uh, for harassing the staff, we have been uh, not allowed to perform in the Drowning Wench. So we do uh, sincerely apologize. Hopefully on our next episode, we will be able to perform live as long as we can find a location that can stable that many chocobos. <laughs> all right. So uh, I do want to give a couple uh, quick updates as to what we're all been up to. Uh, Jiraku, what have you been up to lately? Well, for the most part, I've actually been preparing for this lovely little project. I genuinely have been just wondrously excited because I have very strong and very correct opinions. And this is a fantastic way to enlighten everyone about the fact that my opinions are just fact Uh and everyone else's are relative on that scale. Right. You're suggesting that our opinions are subjective, whereas yours are fact? Yes. I think that's the words that mean that, right? Yes. Okay, then. <laughs> that, that's, that's probably correct. Excellent. I also understand you've been having some internet issues as of late, and rumor has it there might be a cable guy showing up in the middle of the episode. You know, I was really hoping that would happen, but it's starting to look like I'm going to be disappointed today. He's not going to come lay cable? You promised me he was going to come and lay some cable. I promised that I hoped that he would come lay some cable. There is a big difference. Uh I do not control the tides of fate nor of the cable companies. Uh Well, who does? Outside of senators. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to jump right into the show today with a segment we like to call The Thirst Down. So... 
How do you play the thirst down? Every time we do the thirst down, we will be counting down some of the most sexy, some of the most thirst-worthy, some of the most beautiful and wondrous denizens of Eorzea, uh, at least according to us, which as Draku so adequately pointed out, means it's correct. So we're going to start with me. I submit humbly to our thirst down countdown, Hilda, well known for her time in Heaven's Ward, badass, half Elizin mongrel bitch. I love her. I would pay her to step on me. I would lick her boots with pride. Now, I agree that Hilda is an absolute delight, and she can kick me in the face anytime she wants. But mm-hmm. I would like to say that I think that there, you, when you're considering how great Hilda is, you do have to weigh in the fact that she did make peace with the nobility and did so while getting dunked on by them. And that's really not the best way to go. I just don't, I don't, you know, when I'm looking for Are you for suggesting someone, that because she, because she made nice with Imrek, she's less appealing? Is that what you're trying to say to is me? That, that is what I'm saying, yes. Forgiveness is a weakness. Oh. 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 I see. Uh, Serena, back me up on here, uh, on this, right? Hilda, gorgeous, would die for, yes? Hilda, absolutely gorgeous. Love her, love her style, and I love her attitude. So have have we had a cross race character before Hilda? Um, I don't believe there ever has been. If I check my knowledge, but I might be incorrect. I depending on your definition, there was a Makote that was uh, in an All Saints event that was half keeper, half seeker. But that's I mean, it depends on how you calculate that. Obviously, right. she doesn't look like a hero with Ellis and ears. Right. I mean, you would just think there would have to be more, right? Like, clearly, the different races are getting together. That's definitely a thing that's happening. But we see so few examples in this game of actual uh, half-breeds. And, I mean, some might say that that's because, oh, they don't want to create the character model. It's a pain in the ass for a throwaway character. And I guess that's fair. But I want to see my half-breeds. Then what's the fun of having the option to have them? So... I think there should be more. If we ever get a time skip, we'll see some of those come out of the rising stones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's fair. Uh, if uh, if you could half breed yourself with uh, any race, what race would it be? An exact copy of myself. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Of course, Jiraku. Why wouldn't it be an exact copy of yourself? What if- Serena. How about you? <laughs> um, well, listen, I feel like I'm pretty perfect already. I mean, I have scales. Yes, um, you are a lovely Zayla. Scales, I'm purple. I think the only thing that might make it better is if I was taller. So maybe I, think, I think we might be going the same way on this because I'm thinking <laughs> Femru Miko. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Femru Miko would be... Like a Miko, but like tall and built. I need that in my life. <laughs> Listen, ephemeral, but with aura scales, like uh-huh. that's just calling on stuff on me energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, my last point that I'll say on Hilda is also a voice to die for. She, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous voice. She's dangerous, and there is something very 
very sexy about danger. I like I like not knowing like are you going to lay me down tenderly by the fire or push me into the fire? I'm not sure. She could do both. I'd be happy with that. I'd pay for it. Exactly. All right, Serena, take us away. Who do you add to the thirst down? Well, so listen, I realized I was only supposed to be bring one. So I do uh-huh. I did have to make my decision. There are very many, very, very many. So we'll talk about them later. But I think for this one, really, who can disagree with me but Yustolia? Stola. Yustola. Okay. Uh, I, I, I know some of your tastes, especially in men. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting that you would pick Yustola. Tell me uh, okay. why Yustola. Well, listen, Yustola, you could have a conversation with her. She has so much knowledge. Think of what she has learned throughout her time. That can go to the bedroom. But anyways, um, I just, I just, I don't know. It's just the energy she gives me. Well, sh- listen, there is something <laughs> to be said for a character who has threatened to spank you, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, the, listen, I, I knew where you were coming from. I saw it immediately. Shh. She got to the part where she threatened <laughs> to put you over her knee and you said, yes, mom. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> i thought so um jiraku any thoughts on yishtola i mean hard to disagree right very difficult to disagree i would go so far as to say that i feel that yishtola is a cultural touchstone at this point um you know a lot more people are getting acquainted with the orzia as of late many more than mm-hmm. ever have been and mm-hmm. i think it's you can see some obvious parallels with a character named Lulu, who I am convinced is the reason why people have not stopped singing the praise of the phrase Big Titty Goth GF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is what Ishtola <laughs> is for a new generation. Ishtola is uh, Lulu with less belts? Is that what you're implying? I mean, I'm not convinced she doesn't have all those belts tucked away somewhere. Um, listen, oh I can always find out. Um, I think I could share a wardrobe with her. As a fellow goth. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. other reasons. But you know, I could always find out. <laughs> I'm sure that question uh, would go over very well. <laughs> I I would give anything to see that cutscene. Like, I, I, anything. She's threatened to send me to bed without supper. She's threatened me to take me over her knee. I don't know what's next. She's running out of threats. We're going into timeout. <laughs> exactly. That's That's where it's going, you know? All right, Jiraku, I could I can tell as we started this that you're already like in this mindset of like, oh my god, I'm doing this show with two chai tea latte basic bitches. Exactly. What do you have for us, Jiraku? I am so glad that you already know me so well. Oh, listen, it's it's hard to not know you. I come to you with someone that I guarantee you the unwashed masses would never be able to appreciate in the way I can. Is that referring to Ishgard? Is that the unwashed masses? Yes. Okay, gotcha. You know, I was going to think of someone else to add to that list, but really just the Ishgardians. Um, (laughs) All of them. Radlia Keen. Who? She is the captain of the Talons and a crew of Sky Pirates who are... Oh, in the the mock storyline? Yes. Oh, she's the girl with the eye patch, isn't she? Yes, blonde, powerful, commanding, self-motivated, self-driven. She is everything you could ever want in a woman. She was Yotsuyu before Yotsuyu. Oh my god. Without the baggage 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. She did not quite have the baggage, but she does have the sexy pipe still. Listen. Yes, that is true. She does have the sexy pipe. It and and here's the thing. There is a side benefit to getting with her on top of all okay. of the other obvious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would really, really get under the skin of Leoford, who Leoford is this loud, boisterous, brash domineering like want well wannabe or domineering let's be honest with ourselves trying to go his own way do his own thing lead his piddly little gang of pirates and it's just so night and day contrasting those two and how radlia is just so great and he's just so bad and it's like a song is far more beautiful when it's bookended by screaming. Right. You're, you're <laughs> suggesting that uh, food tastes better if all you've had in between is sludge? Correct. <laughs> well, uh, so she gets kind of a, a, a boost then, I would say, mm-hmm. from being uh, bookended by that entire story, which was incredibly boring, except for the Weeping City of Mach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, listen, Radlia is uh, gorgeous, powerful, and uh, uh, again, uh, c- kind of continuing a theme of women who <laughs> are more powerful than I am, and I'm, I'm super into it. So, all right, I will accept Radlia Keen added on to the Thirst Down. I was going to say, I accepted her when he, um, he said pirate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we have we have a theory going on. Now, here's the problem, Serena, oh. is that she is a pirate that is not wearing any purple. That's fine. Because if you're purple and a pirate, you are definitely a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. However, she is a blonde and looks like red pirate. What do you think that means? Um, I think. Oh, that's a difficult one. She I she mean, only needs some blue to be a pansexual pirate. She could be. She could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that I bet she could. She's a pirate first and foremost, so that just means definitely not straight, in my opinion. Um, you don't think there are any straight pirates? No, no one becomes a pirate to be straight. Straight, they're always for that booty, <laughs> right? So yeah. and really, just definitely not straight, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, I'm into it. Oh man, I just saw a picture. I know who's going on my thirst down next time we do this segment. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it for the Thirst Down. Up next, we're going to talk about uh, role-playing because, as uh, Jiraku said, we have many new people coming into this game right now, people who maybe are coming from World of Warcraft or coming from uh, lands unknown, or maybe they're just dipping their toe into an MMO for the first time, and they're about to discover, whether they like it or not, the role-play and ERP community of Final Fantasy XIV, especially if they happen to be on Crystal Data Center, where we all reside uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna get a first class introduction. So if role playing is something that's interesting to you, we advise you to stick around because we're gonna give you a primer on how to get started. Alrighty, everybody, let's talk about role playing. Actually, before we get into that, I I do need to to point out that at the top of the show, I started off and said that we were gonna go around and ask how everyone's doing and everyone's been up to. And I asked Jiraku how he's doing, and as he would tell it. Uh, his answer was so good, there was no need to go to anyone else's answer. But I completely <laughs> forgot to ask Serena, how are you doing? How have you been? Well, that is so difficult. It's been an interesting time. I've been preparing for this. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping up with my readings um, and 
learning experiences. You've been reading. What have you been reading lately? Um, well, you see, I've been reading a fun book. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet it's a fun <laughs> book. Did you did you study that Dragoon book on positionals I gave you? I mean, I thought we studied that together. Well, we did learn the positions together. You're right about yes, that. Yes, we did. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's just been some... Uh, I've, I'm really just learning how um, different races' bodies r- work. Oh. You know, you have to learn how to make people tick. Well, any good employee of a brothel would, I would imagine, right? Yes. You got to be able to handle all comers. Exactly. Got to be able to... New and old. New and old, uh, larger than you or smaller than you. Smaller than you. Exactly. I- so. I've, been, I've been meaning to ask about that. You are, you're, you're a Zayla. Yes. Um, your uh your your species exhibits a a great deal of dimorphism. Your uh the the men of your species are significantly larger uh than you uh in in almost every way. Bigger horns, bigger tail. I assume bigger. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How do how do you deal with that? How is that? I a... hate them. Oh okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't get me wrong. I don't hate them. I am very envious. Oh, oh. I wish I, I could be tall. <laughs> you want to be taller and more powerful? Yes. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. Uh, but here I stand at five foot two and a half. Mm-hmm. I, um. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, other species not really known for that as much. I mean, Makote, no. the, the boys are girlier than we are sometimes. Uh, mm. uh, Jiraku, uh, how, how about for you? How, how are they here? Well, most of them complain, but I tower so far above them that I can't hear their complaints. <laughs> that uh, that sounds about right. Uh, as for myself, I've uh, spent the last two weeks, of course, getting ready to start this show up and get things off the ground. I have uh, also been focusing a lot on raiding in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh. Uh, and Serena, you and I are actually in the same raid group. We're currently working our way through E12S. We're in Phase 2. It's very exciting. Uh, and also uh, very confusing. Where we lots of titties. There is. I can't l- touch them. Yo, well, you do touch them. You <laughs> literally call out titty time every time and bury your face in them. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, like I can't like physically touch. I could just right. like stand underneath it and admire them. Of course. Yes. While that- I beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's completely fair. Uh, we have uh, we've gotten through phase one. We're on our way into phase two. Uh, lots of relativity. Uh, it is, uh, although relatively is not the problem. It's triple APOC that I feel like is killing us still. Three POC is my enemy. Three POC is your enemy. So uh, if you uh, don't uh, raid in FF14, you have no idea what we're talking about. But that's what I've been up to uh, recently. Now, I promised we would talk about role play, and we are going to. Would it be safe to say, uh, fellow warriors of lust, that you have all role played before? No, never in my life. Right. Definitely not. Of course. Definitely like, not at all over the past what 10 What is role-playing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would it be safe to say you have all erotic role-played before? I don't kiss and tell <laughs> usually. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. Right. Every, every now and path? then I don't. You usually kiss and tell, don't you? You know, maybe. Maybe yeah. I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, all of us, uh, I believe, uh, are have role-played or erotic role-played at one time or another, or perhaps are still doing so regularly. And uh, it can be a, a really intimidating experience because a lot of people come into the game for the first time, and their first time to role-play might be something as simple as they're at the market board, and someone comes up to them and is speaking in character and says, you know, hail, uh, you know, uh, my name is so-and-so, let's, uh, and they'll chat with you about something. Or it might be that you're doing your starter quests in Uldah and you're going into the quicksand and there's a cat girl getting railed over a table. So there's a lot of variety to what your introduction to roleplay in this game can be. And I actually kind of wanted to start there. What was everyone's introduction to roleplay in this game? I actually got into this game for the explicit purposes of roleplaying. Because oh. I despise MMOs and everything about them as games. But as a roleplay platform, when I knew several people that were already roleplaying on FF14, it's a very good roleplay platform. A very, very good one. And I came to fall in love with the game itself around that as a result. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you literally joined the game, I, I assume, why you ended up on Balmung. Yes. That's where yeah, everyone I knew was. Espe- well, especially in the early days of this game, it was like the de facto roleplay server. There was oh, no yeah. question. Uh, Serena, how about you? How did you get into roleplaying? Um, actually, through uh, fellow friends of mine. Um, to out myself, I've only been playing this game for mm, two three years right i think you're actually our youngest player here i am i am mm-hmm. i am um i've role played beforehand but my friends brought me into it and then you know one day i'm just i'm just a baby little sprout and they're like let's go people watch and maybe role play and i was like all right and there i go as a little sprout walking into the quicksand on Balmonk. oh my <laughs> With, i'm just like Hi, <laughs> I am small, sassy, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I understand. I mean, I know what I was doing, but I was like more so very confused sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so not much has changed is what you're telling me. Hey, some has changed. I am smarter sassier. now, sassier, and well, still just as ballsy as beforehand, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I but it was really my friends brought me into it and I quite enjoy it. So Yeah, I started uh I started role playing long before Final Fantasy fourteen. I'd been role playing mm-hmm. on Gaia online since I was like thirteen or twelve. Oh my- God. <laughs> yeah yeah how does that how's that well sorry it, it wasn't gaia online yet it was gogaia.com so that's oh how my god that's, that's no. how, oh my god if, if that dates me any uh it, it, it absolutely should and then i uh then i was role playing on aol instant messenger for a long <gasps> time uh and then on to skype and on to other platforms but final fantasy 14 naturally was one that i went to i was actually part of another podcast at the time called limit break radio which um was doing pretty well in the community. It was pretty well known. And so most places that I went as my character, I was recognized and, and decently well known. So going to ERP as that character, as especially since I wasn't really out as being a lewd slut yet, um, was not an option. So I created uh, Callie Page to instead be my secret character whom I could go be a lewd slut on. 
And uh, yeah, she became a very important person in my life, so much so that when I came out trans years later, I named myself Callie after her. Callie Page uh, was my first and middle name. That's but, so yes. cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to say that I really appreciate that you asked us how we started role-playing in FF14 specifically, because that means mm-hmm. I didn't have to out myself as someone who's very first roleplay experience was on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> and then I did it instead. And then you Listen. did it instead. Yeah. And yeah. now I, no one's going to know that that's... Uh, mm. Well, actually, everyone's going to know that you Everyone did that now. Everyone knows now. Yeah. Listen, I can't say anything. I didn't use AOL Messenger. Some of my first roleplay stuff was on Second Life. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So you think think ERP in Final Fantasy scares me? You're dead wrong, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) You're dead wrong. So, uh, big titty goth dragon girlfriend. Now, now all of a sudden it makes sense. Now, now I understand. So... Uh, that's kind of how we all got into uh, roleplay. So if you're out there thinking, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed to talk about roleplay, I'm so embarrassed, we just told you that we started on Second Life and AIM and Go Gaia. So <laughs> don't worry. We, we got you covered. You're fine. Um, Whatever your so, first roleplay experience is, it cannot possibly be this cringe. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of our role on this show, by the way, is to be about as cringe as possible so that you feel better about your cringe. Uh, so let's start with talking about backstory, right? Because and the first element, I think, of anyone who's decided that they want to get into roleplay is they need to have something of a backstory for their character. And a lot of people mm-hmm. will go in as kind of a blank slate and just say, no, I'm going to kind of develop the character as I go along, which I think is a fine way to start. But for me, at least, I like to have some themes picked out for my characters. I want to know, okay, what what general story am I trying to tell with this character or what theme am I trying to explore? Do do you, either of you agree with that? Do you have a theme that you try to explore with your character or is it just kind of dive in and do whatever? I feel like it's very determined by the situation and the circumstances and with role playing Mm -hmm. in final fantasy 14 specifically. um, One of the problems that can really come up is that if you it's kind of this catch-22 situation where if you want to go all in with a character and you just want to have the one character because you don't want to go through the trouble of leveling and gearing up and unlocking everything on other mm-hmm. char- on another character then you're either locking yourself in a place where you don't have a character who has a consistent theme because you're just doing everything on them or you have a character with a consistent theme and then you find yourself in a position where it's like well i want to go do this event but there's absolutely no reason whatsoever i can think of why this type of character would be somewhere completely unrelated to them doing something completely out of their wheelhouse right mm-hmm. and yeah so- i totally get that like i so i typically play Callie as a warrior of light which is great in plenty of situations except when you're doing something like if you see a group that's doing like a shady or morally gray uh, story and you're like, I don't know that it makes sense for my warrior of light to be hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I typically do is I start with a concept and then, which I'll usually get inspiration for that from something even as simple as like a song. I've had character concepts spring out from, I yep. really, really like a song and then it puts an image in my head. Um, 
but I, I usually start with the concept for the character themselves, something that you can sum up in two or three sentences. Um, and then from there, I'll work out if it fits, if I can make it fit FF14, and it'll still work, and it still feels cohesive, coherent. And then from there, it's I work out a backstory, because where we came from is how we determine where we are going a lot of the times, especially when it comes to narratives. Oh, yeah. So, I... Uh... I'm I'm right there with you, right? Uh, you know, Callie. When I created her, I had one word that was my theme that I wanted to explore with her. It was duality. I wanted to talk about this woman who uh, had a, a really happy and wonderful life, and the, the her backstory is built around the dawn and dawn to dusk of the worst day of her life, where everything that she had fell apart, and how she ended up becoming what eventually would become a hero for, you know, I, I tell my headcanon of the events of 1.0 and 2.0 and even into heaven's ward and 3.0, very different than what the actual game would say. She's very, uh, you know, she's very in it for revenge at that point. She has not yet kind of embraced being a hero for the sake of being a hero. She's in it to get revenge against the people who wronged her. Uh, and, all of that springs from it was one word I wanted to explore was duality. So, and the original way that manifested was she was c- crazy and talked to herself. She had a per- another personality that lived in her. Oh, Serena. Um, a lot of my character for backstories or anything like that, I have to have a design or um, basically a character idea that I've come up with. So I usually, especially in Final Fantasy XIV, go into the in the character creator and I make a character and I look at them and I'm like, this is what they're going to be. And I kind of base it off of what they looked like mm-hmm. when I made them. Um, another thing I also do is, for my a lot of my characters as well, is um, names. <laughs> um mm-hmm based off of their name is something else as well. So I will do a lot of true lore names. Like this is what it should be. I look up the languages as best as I can Mm -hmm. to see like, Oh, this is what this, this race does or this race does or this, a part of them do. And I'm like, all right, so I'll try and make my name centering around this based off of the character and what I want them to have. So I can go in and, make a character and then all of a sudden they kind of build themselves based off of the name and stuff I want to get give them. I mean, and it's amazing how uh, <laughs> often too that Square Enix actually will provide in the lore books or mm-hmm. in different sources uh, those kinds of details. Like the mm-hmm. fact that they have fleshed out that there are 26 tribes for the Seekers of the Sun, one for every letter. Or uh, you can find lists of what all of the uh, honorifics for the Garlean names mean. What's the difference between Rem and Sos and Vaughn and you know all of those that those are all things that you actually can find out those they actually exist uh, you can also find um words that rodegans use for row names and how like um i just blanked on the different well, we have do, sea wolves and sea wolves uh, and hellsguard hellsguard you can see yeah. how they do their name basing cuz sea wolves do it much different than what hellsguards do so you have to correct me then. I was under the aware that to make a femru name, you just smash your hands on the keyboard. 
No, no, no. So like for um, a sea wolf, you could have a name that is, it's basically, I can use a, a character name, Kim Lona Freechwin. That means Violet Gatherer, daughter of Free Dragon. Wait, really? Yeah, I took 30 minutes and came up with that name as my first ever character. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Her name is, and she's purple, of course, but her name is Kim Lona, and I call her Kim for short, but it's Kim Lona Freshwin. Um, and then for Hellsguard, you kind of have stuff like, um, oh, what's another one I have? I love Femros. I have a lot of Femro characters. Um, those ones do more like name types, which it can, it's very similar, but it's in a different type of formatting. So like you would have like majestic rose is a is a hell's guard name. Right, right, right. It's That's uh it. it's Galka style from FF11. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh so Jiraku then uh you mentioned the importance of 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 kind of theme or maybe a song inspiring what is the inspiration behind Jiraku? Well, besides uh, being right all the oh, time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh as a character Jiraku is an absolute train wreck mess that got improvised and slapped together over the course of four years of trying to figure out what in the hell I was doing. Because when I started role-playing on FF14, I was absolutely terrible. And he was actually my third character. Um, And it was not great early on. Um... And he is actually why I, he and the two before him are actually why I really started to get to this point of like, I'm not going to make a new character unless I have a strong concept and I have an idea of where I want to go with them. Because Jiraku, all I knew at the moment I created him was that he was going to be a bard and a jackass. <laughs> oh, well, my two favorite things. I would say like, that's a, that's a pretty strong start to a character. I had a D&D character that worked that way. <laughs> yeah I mean his last name wasn't Drake at the time he ended up getting married oh, oh. who's the lucky lady person sir? Isabel Is it- Drake Isabel Drake oh that's cute absolutely marvelous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. played by so a you're dear friend me- so you're telling me that Jiraku is married he is off the market one of those two He's things married? is true Ah. So he's, he's married, but he's not off the market? That's correct. Oh. Hi there. <laughs> I love it. How about us, you, Serena? Is there a special someone? I mean, there can be. Ah, for, for the right <laughs> amount of gill, anyone can be a special someone. <laughs> but of course. Most definitely. Uh, so... Uh, what story, Serena, are you trying to tell with Serena, would you say? Well, so Serena, she was my second ever character. Um, when I got access to the auras, I had to become one mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because scales and horns. and but You um, have a type. We get it. I have a type. I really do. But with her, I actually loved um, the tribal for the Zayla. Every Zayla, if you think about it, has a different last name, and each last name means something to each tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Hema, I 
actually have a twin sister in game because the Hema tribes are known to have twins. Uh-huh. And they use them to trick their enemies and kill them because there's actually two of them and not one of them. So that the and just so our listeners maybe some of them are mm-hmm. newer to the game. The Hema yes, tribe exactly. is your creation, right? No. No, it's an, it is an in-game cr- tribe? It is an in-game tribe. Most of my Hemas all have in-game names. I Most things I literally went down the list and was like, just like the tribe that marries horses. Agoro. Oh, oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Or the tribe of only men or the tribe of only women. How does that work? Um... But the tribe of only really the tribe of only men follow around the tribe of only women. For if a male is born within it, they just kind of toss it. That's this is a very very um, relaxed way of describing it. And it, then the the tribe of only males like takes the child in. So is it like a, a once a year thing? The tribe of only men and the tribe of only women get together for a nope eventful. Okay, well then I'm very confused again. Or are they using Fantasia no. for its best purpose? I no, they just the. It's it's really hard to describe because it's, it's only given like very brief. You only learn a, a more about specific tribes, especially going into Stormblood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the other side ones. Like each tribe also has a color attached to it, which I didn't know about until a little later. But um, I'm just saying they could tri- they could have given us the answer to that, at least with the, with the Viera. They did explain that, you know, once a year, the Jacks all come back to the village and mm-hmm. it gets busy for a while and then they also take any jacks that have been born and they leave well them it's I, it's different with those two tribes yeah. i mean the zela of course have their thing once a year with who's going to basically rule the zelas for that year right the Nottam. Mm-hmm. so it was it's just there's there's so much that could have been given but we know more about specific tribes um, like Sadus and Magnus. Yeah, like the yeah, we get more about the Detharl and the Oranir, though, and the mm-hmm. uh, was the Mole, uh, mm-hmm. and oh, to a lesser extent, I guess the Kestir. But yeah. most of them, uh, there are way more the- tribes. Than we, it's like with the with the Makote, right? We get to yeah. meet the M tribe, and that's pretty much it. Like, yep. I mean, you get to meet the one the tribe that's saying that's all males you get to meet one of them they're one of magnized like right hand people oh oh the ones mm-hmm. uh, the ones who um really like yeah all right fair enough fair enough there you go so, so uh but my yeah i just kind of went with what i was and then she kind of just developed from there with what class i chose and everything like that so mm-hmm. yeah i think callie's story what I wanted to tell with her, I mean, it, and it changed so much over the years mm-hmm. uh, because I've been playing her now since 2014, 2013, something like that. Um, the story that I, I, I've come to want to tell with her is kind of this tale of can a former sex worker be a hero to people? Is that okay? And of course, the sex positive writer of the character says, yeah, of course she can. That it shouldn't affect anything. But the character, her, she struggles with that. She's not so certain about that. And that's kind of her ongoing, I guess, uh, conflict for her that, that she deals with. So, uh, yeah. So, needless to say, Callie has been heavily evolved in ERP over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, so, let's talk about pickup roleplay versus structured roleplay. Because uh, 
they're very different things and, and very different beasts that you can tackle in this game. I think pickup role play is probably most people's introduction to it. It is very much going to the quicksand or going to, uh, let's see, where else got the mist, anywhere in the mist pretty much is, is popular or to a brothel that someone runs mm-hmm. and hanging out and just like, hey, hi, I'm here. This is my character. And, you know, how much backstory can I get out in a 20 minute role play session? Uh, is kind of where it starts versus say structured role play where you join a free company that is built around role play you have uh, somewhere that you post your character's whole backstory to and there's an ongoing narrative that will be done at FC events those are kind of the two major ways I think that role play is seen in this game do either of you have preferences I think that like my personal preference is I like very long and elaborate plot lines and character threads and this kind of thing where you have i mean i store chat logs from most of my roleplay sessions and i Same. have something like 400 of them yeah i i think Holy. some somewhere i've got like i don't know three or four gigs worth of just chat logs yeah and so i i think that the value of pickup rp uh especially i i find it's relatively disposable if you're just going somewhere where you have absolutely no connection to the area um yeah. but i actually highly recommend to anyone new that's trying to look into it uh find public events the role play calendar is a very useful tool for this um, there's a lot of discords that you could join discord servers that you could join of mm-hmm. just people talking about events and stuff. And I really think that going to an event that speaks to you as being potentially interesting to you, something that you think you'd have fun with your character at, uh, that's a great way to meet people. And that can lead to very fulfilling long-term type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Serena. Um, I have mostly participated in pickup RP. Um, I do have a more structured RP with my closer friends and some of my FC mates, but we tend to kind of go out as a group and we do pick up our beef which has some of it has gone into structured but i tend to go to a lot of events i love going to events i love going and seeing people's houses and stuff like that um to just i like to see how they're decorated and just the event themselves and everyone there so I'm, I'm more of a pickup RP person, unfortunately. Well, I don't not unfortunately. It's not a bad, there's nothing bad about it. it. I say, I say, I don't mean it in a bad way. It's just like, I, I, just how I do, but I also don't have any saved chat logs because I started doing this and RPing on a PS4. Oh so. my. <laughs> I used to take screenshots. Oh, wow. you, have, you have better and, you have better power than me and then manually copy it over <laughs> oh my goodness i used to take screenshots and then send them to my friend through ps4 messenger and have the app on my phone and save my photos through there um and she she would she would be like what message am i getting oh it's just serena and i'm like 
hi. <laughs> she's like, I get a message sometimes. And she's like, I get so scared. I'm like, who's messaging me? And I'm just like, it's me. I took photos of my character. <laughs> I, I'm with you, though, Serena. Uh, I'm more of a pickup role player as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got my start uh, just, yeah, going around places like the quicksand or exactly. uh, if a friend ha- had a, a free company that was dedicated to I might show up occasionally and, mm-hmm. and, get, and get in on what they were doing. But uh, I I didn't do a whole lot of structured role play earlier in the days. My thing was more about finding like partners who I liked to role play with. And it's like, cool, mm-hmm. we seem to be a good fit. Let's just go role play on Discord where I don't have to worry about dropping too long a message. And then I lose the whole message because FF14's client at the time was jank <sighs> uh, as all get out when you, it would just like delete messages sometimes. It was infuriating. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like both. I like both pickup role play and structured role play. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely there's a, there's a warm spot in my heart for doing pickup role play, especially if you're trying to workshop ideas, it can be a really good, w- like if you've got a great scene that you know is coming up in your structured role play, go do it a couple times just with random pickups and see like what works and what gets a reaction and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna say, I think pickup is a great way to flesh out what ideas you have for your character. Yeah. Cause that. You can be like, oh, I, I want to do this. And then you do it and you can be like, oh, well, that I that wasn't that wasn't it. That wasn't it just didn't hit right for me or something like that. And that, like you said, Callie, can help you with your structured role play in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, one big piece of advice I would give to everyone who's interested in role playing is to set your search comment uh, and also check the search comment of people that you are approaching for role play. They will often tell you what exactly they're looking for or what they're not looking for. So uh, you don't uh, waste your time or uh, drop expectations on people that they're not going to want to live up to because that's not what they're here for. Mm-hmm. All right. Role play versus erotic role play. Of course, uh, with anything uh, that is a creative endeavor, there is always a degree of sex sells. And that is as true in the role play community as it is anywhere else so uh if you are interested in erotic role play which for those who do not know is uh well it's exactly what you would imagine it is it's role playing but a sexual scene uh what advice jiraku do you have for someone who is new to erp view it as like know how you want to view it basically if you're there to jerk off over it then be honest with yourself that you're there to jerk off over it. Which is there, it's totally fine, there by is the way. totally like, fine, and that is totally fine. That's not me yeah. saying it's not. But to be clear, I make this distinction because sometimes you want to do something where you're like, well, I don't really feel the need to keep track that this happened for the future events of my character, maybe. But then sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, this is a really interesting way to explore and flesh out the nature of my character. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, sex is a life situation like anything else. It's emotions run high, things get hot. It's like any other kind of RP. You know, people tend to want to role play, not only, but people tend to want to role play things where there is excitement or extremes of human life. You know, people don't usually want to role play buying groceries. Um, right. So it's really just like a lot of people, I I feel like ERP gets a bad rep with some people that primarily either haven't tried it or tried it once and had a terrible experience with it. 
Yeah. And it's really not that big of a deal as separate from anything else. It's like combat RP is a thing where, like, if you go to, like, fight tournaments and stuff, some of them you have a bad time, and that's what it is. With ERP, sometimes you find someone that you don't mesh with and you have a bad time. Like, that's the nature of it. But... By the way, sometimes you find someone who you do mesh with and it changes your life because you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you learn yeah. things about yourself you yeah. didn't know. <laughs> you, you, that is the one thing I will say about trying out ERP and why I actually do recommend it to most people is you are going to learn things about yourself. Not only are you going to learn about some things that you don't like, you are going to learn about things that you do like. Uh, some things that I never imagined. Like if you'd asked me like at, at 18, Callie, are you going to have a kink for this later on? I would say, no. Why? Why is that a thing? Don't do that. And nowadays it's like, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. That's a big part of that. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it is, it's an important thing because mm-hmm. um, so much of mental health and, and sexual health is understanding what you like. I, I think there's a reason that people who role play a lot ha- are able to communicate effectively with their partners what they're into because they've been through bad role play sessions. I've been through three hour sessions where I was just sticking it out to be polite. And it's like, this is terrible. But I've also had really good ones. And I'd rather not sit through the bad ones. I'd rather just be open and honest about my communication beforehand and say, hey, here's five things I'm into. Can we play with some of these? And just go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest part about going into it is my biggest thing with doing any erotic role play is I the person I'm doing with, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. It's no fun when someone's just doing it for you. Exactly. Uh It's want to make sure you're on the same page. You are understanding of what each person, like you can always introduce new things, but you have to be cognizant of the fact that if that person is comfortable with it, like not only that they're comfortable with it, but that they consent to it. Exactly. Biggest thing with it, consenting to it. And it's not something like, oh, they told you previously that it's not something, it's, this is not what they like. That could be un- maybe triggering to them and you still do it. Mm-hmm. That just, that breaks the trust that you might have built up with a person. Well, consent like, is an incredibly important mm-hmm. discussion on that. And it's not one we can get into today because it deserves a full episode on its own. It and it's going to get one. Episode one of the Warriors of Lust podcast will be all about consent. Exactly. Because... We're going to have a lot of very difficult discussions on this show over the course of the first season, and we all need to know how to consent to them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. It got us onto a very important subject, and it's one that... So before you go out there and say, all right, I'm all prepped. I know all about RP and ERP. I know all about structured RP and pickup RP. I know all about writing my character backstory. I'm set to go. You're not set to go. There's one more very important lesson that you have to learn before that point and you will be able to hear it on the very first episode of the warriors of lust podcast and that'll be coming out in november it is all about consent in the rp and erp mm-hmm. community now we need to send you on over to the fourth warrior of lust there is actually a fourth warrior of lust her name is lanya kea and she is our on the ground reporter she has agreed to spend this whole season going through the world of Eorzea and exploring the exciting world of brothels. Now, Jiraku, Serena, 
Yes. We have uh, we're no strangers to brothels, right? No, not at all. Not even a little. I didn't think so. None of us are strangers to brothels, but we know that many of you out there probably are strangers to brothels. Maybe you've never been. Maybe you have a preconceived notion of what a brothel actually is in FF14. And if that is the case, I highly recommend you listen to this segment. It's going to be done in three to five minute installments over the course of the entire season. Uh, it is done by Lanya Kea, and it is called The Other Disciples of the Hand. Lanya, take it away. Hey, this is Lenny Akea here at the Bandy Pakshi with your first Eorzean brothel segment for the Warriors of Lust. I uh, I definitely sampled the um, services here last night, and uh, I can say the lassie is incredible, and so are the lasses. Hey, um, hello. Oh, <laughs> good morning. Good morning to you too, darling. What's I was, what are you up to? I was just doing the recording for the the Warriors of Lust. Oh my. Hmm. I thought that was just a white lie to get into our good graces, darling. Oh no, no. Um this is this is uh this is Miss Allison. She is one of the managers here. And, uh, I can definitely review her services. Mm-hmm. You certainly made sure to get the full package. <laughs> um, um, tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a keeper of the Mumikote. I, uh, manage the medical staff here. And I also, of course, provide my lovely services to lovely ladies and gentlemen, like this wonderful lady in my bed here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> during the recording, that was, uh, hmm. So, um, um, why don't you also tell us about the, oh, <laughs> um, why don't you also tell us about the Pakshi? Of course. So the bandy pack, she sets comfort as its number one priority. We provide services like spas, drink, food, companionship, therapy. We even have a phasma escape in one of our rooms now. Wow, that's really imp that's really impressive. I I'm guessing that since you're a, a you're a brothel and you've got a, a theater now, there's some entertaining phasma films that you guys have. Oh, most certainly. Our ma uh, our owner Andromeda insists on at least recording one phasma film every week for our viewing pleasure. Oh, one a week. Wow, I'm going to have to spend some time in that theater um, by myself, or maybe with you? Uh, and anyway, um, I'm doing a recording, aren't I? Hi, yeah. dear listeners, it's the Warrior of, of Lust, uh, Lenny Akea, and I've already introduced myself. Why, where am I? Um, <laughs> so, so, you guys are open every uh, every other weekend, right? Yep, every other weekend, last day of the week. Uh, just come on in. We will be glad to welcome you. And uh, if you want a special 
experience, ask for the madam herself, our signature cocktail. Oh, <laughs> the madam herself is on the menu, huh? Almost certainly. Well, that's exciting. Um, is there anything else about you or the Pakshi that my listeners should know? How listen? Mm. Mm. Well, of course, every one of ours is very, very willing to please, as Lani at I hear can attest to. <laughs> oh, no, not there during the recording, not there! Uh, oh, you're not gonna stop me now, dear. <sighs> if you want to get to know us a little better, feel free to pop on in any time of the day. We'll be very happy to welcome you with open arms. Mm-hmm. And open other and open things. Mouths. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you go while she has my open legs. Uh, but I hope you guys all have a great rest of the show. And uh, we'll be checking in on the... Oh, my ears are curling. On the Bandy Pakshi in the next few weeks, too. Not always from Allison's bed. Ah, not always. Such a shame. Often? Often. Let's keep it at that. Mm-hmm. I gotta let you go before she touches me more. Come here, you. Ah! All right, Lanya. Uh, uh, thank you for that informative piece on uh, brothels. Uh, I don't know that that's what we were paying her for. Is the whole is the whole season gonna be like this? I mean, I'm I mean, sure she hopes so. At least she's having fun. Yeah, I mean, now I want to be there. <laughs> where, where, what, what war did she say that was? And I'm gonna have to check that out. We'll ask afterwards. Uh, all right. So to wrap things up today, we always, we know, we just had a very imp- important discussion. We had a very powerful discussion right there, and I think it's always good for us to wrap up doing something fun. We start off the show doing something fun, and we should wrap up every show doing something fun. So to that end. Let's wrap up playing a little bit of Mary Fuck Kill. Now, this is a game that has been around since time immemorial. Whether you know it as Mary Fuck Kill, Wed Bed Behead, or whatever you want to call it. Can we call it Wed Bed Behead? Yeah, we call it Wed Bed Behead. <laughs> that one's really good. Yeah, absolutely. I really that, like that that's one. That's new to me. That one's new. <laughs> new to me gonna, and i know, really like that i'm gonna i'm gonna change it right on the outline just for you two here we go wed, wed bed, bed behead i just i really just want to imagine beheading someone like i just well, oh anyway it, it's, <laughs> oh, it's a lot more it's a lot more evocative nicer it, it is it feels it is. more you know mary fuck kill it with kill like there there's so much variety in that there's so right. much mm-hmm. uncertainty in these specifics. But with Behead, you know exactly what you're getting into. That's exactly. true. That, and as is important to RP, you should always ha- at least have a good idea of what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Or who. All right. So, or who. Specifically who you're getting into. <laughs> yes. Uh, so with this segment of Wed, Bed, Behead, we are going to focus on... Well, I had to do it because I know Serena is a big fan. We're going to focus <sighs> on villains. Oh god, this is gonna be so difficult for me. Wow, I can actually feel the heat coming from between Serena's legs right now. Hey, move your hand. (laughs) Thank you. I will not. (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna list you off three villains from Final Fantasy 14, and you are going to tell me Wed, 
bed or behead, which is going to be which. So we're going to start with you, Jiraku. Elidibus, Emmet Selk, La Habrea, Scion, or sorry, Asians rather. <sighs> okay, well, the easy one is you wed Emmet Selk. You, you there, wed Emmet Selk. You wed Emmet, Emmet Selk right Jiraku out the gate God, because right the devotion gate. is amazing and there is no one as devoted as him. There is no one who's going to be as good a conversationalist. That's the one you want to keep around mm-hmm. for sure. So then the actual question here is, do you want to kill Elidibus or Lahabrea more? <laughs> um, because I don't really find... I think Elidibus is a little bit too weepy to really want to bet him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And Lahabrea, I don't have much love for Thancred. So maybe if he jumps in another body. But the other problem is I really do not like Lahabrea as a person. All right, well, what if it's La Habrea inside of Radley Akeen? Oof. That's unfair. That's unfair. That's unfair. Bring it back full circle right there. Well, at that point, then I guess it's also me inside of Radley Akeen, and we'll just go with uh, the head of There we go. All right, so you have got Wed Emmett Selk, Bed uh, La Habrea, and uh, Behead Elidibus Serena. All right, so this is very easy. I'm just like Draco. Emmett Selk. I gotta wed him. That is my husband. And also, if you wed him, you can fuck him anytime you want. Anyways, mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. Um, I'm beheading La Habrea. Just I because re- f that guy. Yeah, just because fuck him. Yeah. And then Elidibus. Yeah, he might cry after we bed, but it's not La Habrea. Yeah, but if he does the Warrior of Light transformation while he's inside you, that's going to be a fun night. <laughs> that would be a definitely fun night. But he yes, can, he can LB four inside you. I would, I and I would be okay with it. So that is my answer. Makes Final sense to answer. Me. Okay, not just I will, limits being broken. I exactly. I will say for me, Emmett Selk is definitely the wed uh, purely on. I think he's the greatest villain that has ever appeared mm. in this game. Yes. And uh, I need more of him in my life. I don't want, I just I just need to be able to talk with him some more. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I will bed La Habrea because I feel like, like, I don't know, I'm really into corruption. So I feel like La Habrea could like corrupt me. I feel like I'd be super into that. Uh, so I, I'd go with bed but La Habrea. And then, yeah, behead a little bit. I, man, I felt so good when we locked him in that tower. felt so yeah. good. It felt yeah. really good. Uh, all right. Up next. And Serena, you'll start this time. <sighs> Xenos. Fordola. Yotsuyu. I, I hate this one. Mm-hmm. I hate this one so much because I love all three of them. Yep. So much. Like, if you... I, I don't know who to kill. Can I not kill any? Can I like not behead any of them? No, you have to cut one of their heads off. I don't want to. With a cool samurai sword. (sighs) Yotsuyu just deserves so much more than she was given. Yeah, she got the shaft pretty hard. And Fordola just is... Also got the shaft pretty hard. She's Fordola. And then there's... you hate me you chose these because you hate me i did choose these three with you in mind i'll put that i'll be honest about that 
you chose these because you hate me. <laughs> um, fuck. Okay, so I think love her. I think I would wed Yotsuyu. She deserves a second chance. Oh, look at you. I listen. I know I have a taste, but her self. I just love her so much, and this. Oh God. Okay. Um, Pordola does not deserve to die. You're gonna Zenos. kill Zenos? No, this is why it's so difficult. I know. I um, feel like you should figure out who you're gonna kill, and you'll be able to get it from there. It's so hard, though. Could I fuck him before I kill him? Sure. Okay, then I would kill Zenos, behead Zenos, and bed Fordola. That is truly an orgasm. <laughs> as, long as, as long as I can bed, behead Zenos, I'm fine. <laughs> truly an orgasm to die for when you're a Serena Hima. Uh, Jiraku, what are we doing? Zenos, Fordola, Yotsu. Okay, this one is so easy for me. Oh. So, I rather like Fordola and Yotsu. And I think Xenos is I think Xenos is the type of person that the term mall ninja was invented for. <laughs> um, mall ninja. Oh yes. I think that Xenos belongs in hot topic and getting his face shoved into a locker for being a dweeb. So oh Yatsuyu definitely the wed and here's why um on top of you're very right she deserves better Mm -hmm. um i don't want to swoop in on fordola because she's already got like a really really good guy right there Mm -hmm. and i don't i'm not a homewrecker i'm a nice person i'm a good person most of the some (laughs) <laughs> what's he gonna the, do the kick purpose, you for the purposes of <laughs> i'm sorry that was not nice <laughs> that was not nice <laughs> but it was good so anyway it's, it's the same for me but for radically different reasons gotcha yeah. uh i think uh i am also going to wed Yotsuyu. Um, mainly because, like, listen, uh, Yotsuyu is one of the few women out there who bring out the dom in me. I'm very much a sub. Uh, <laughs> but, but Yotsuyu brings the, the dom out of me a bit, and I don't know. I feel the need... I, or, or at least the need to power bottom. I don't know. I, I would wed <laughs> Yotsuyu. I feel like like we could, we could make it work. Uh, Fordola, on the other hand... Uh, I will be betting because all I can picture in my head is being on my hands and knees with her hand on the back of my head. And uh, yeah, I think that says enough about that. Sums of Callie in one sentence. <laughs> that's that's my whole character in one sentence right there. If that, if that doesn't do it for you, you're not going to want to, you're not going to be a fan of me. You're going to be a Serena or Jiraku fan. Uh, and uh, Xenos uh, is actually a dumpster fire and the worst trash they've ever written into this game. So uh, yeah, yeah, kill him. Listen, I don't love him for his personality. I really only like him for his looks. Well, you wouldn't be able to love him for his personality. He doesn't have one. I know. <laughs> he has a personality in the same way that someone who skips cutscenes has a personality. 
<laughs> Which is incidentally the best way to enjoy Stormblood. Anyway. <laughs> That's so oh, not shit. nice. <laughs> We could have a fight about that one. So I'll, we I'll, could have a fight about that one. So I'll say my first time playing through Stormblood, I was so burned out on Final Fantasy XIV because I've been playing oh. since 1.0. I was super burned out, and I hated it. And uh, I, when I came back at, just after Shadowbringers launched, I had to go back through on one of my alts and play through Stormblood again. And I'll tell you, on that second playthrough, having had a year away from the game to kind of to learn to love it again... Mm-hmm. I uh yeah I really appreciate it on the second playthrough. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still a bunch of parts of it that I think are absolute trash. But the actual level sixty uh run where it is or level seventy run rather where you're actually going to like liberate Alamigo is some of the best storytelling they have. It's it's so good. And that's the nicest thing I'll say about Stormblood. I just wish there was more character stuff for certain things, but that's what I'll say. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> Last pairing, we're going to 2.0 villains. Gaius, Nero, Livia. Uh, Charlie, we'll I think s- you should start. Yeah, I, I went I went last the last couple times. I'll go first this time. Okay. Here's the thing, right? Uh, behead Nero because, uh, first of all, he's busy getting pounded by Sid. No one thinks otherwise. Everyone knows it. Uh, him and Sid are definitely they, they would two time me behind my back that's not happening mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to go ahead and just right off the bat behead Nero uh, we're going to wed Livia because really? yeah we're going to wed listen 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 girl girl needs to get her priorities straight girl be hopelessly <laughs> in love with guys and that's just never going to happen I need to take her away from all that. I need to show her a good time. I need to show her that she is worthy of love and devotion, and it doesn't have to come from your effectively from effectively your father. It can come from 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 who you're going to eventually call mommy. So, uh, yeah, no, I I'm gonna I will come save you, Livia. Listen, you deserve better, and you're gonna get better. So it is definitely wed Livia, behead Nero, and we'll bed Gaius. Why not? Maybe he can go Super Saiyan while he's inside me. I'd be about it. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Jiraku. You can go second. <sighs> You're going to hate me for this one. <laughs> oh, no. I would absolutely marry Nero. Oh, my. There is wow. so much that he can bring to the relationship, and all oh. you have to do is figure out a way to deal with Sid. And Nero is far from the hardest person to manipulate in the world. It's very easy to see what makes him tick and where you have to pull the strings. It would not be hard at all to arrange an accident for Sid. And now there's no more conflict there. Oh, so you're not only going to marry Nero, you're going to off Sid in the process? I mean, it's the the only way. Okay. (laughs) You can't do one without the other. It's just not an option. You're right. They would just go Mm -hmm. off together. You they would to, absolutely. You have to have that backup plan to deal with that. But now that's you a very, have, that's now a very you healthy a man, mindset. Now you have a man who's big, who's hot, who has a great mm-hmm. voice, who's mm-hmm. a technical genius, who's a great that's... inventor, and has realized that maybe being an evil asshole isn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But instead of sit back and mope and angst about it, he's just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just use my skills for good purposes. And he just moves on with his life. And I respect that. What I don't respect is Gaius Van fucking Balesar, 
I would kill him because someone has to. <laughs> oh no! Oh, someone God. has to. Oh, no one God. else is willing to do it, so I guess I'll pick up the hatchet oh, myself. Oh no! Oh no! All right. Well, oh, and uh, no. and I guess you're also going to then bed Livia is the plan. Uh, just to cut Gaius. Oh my! All right. Uh, well, Jiraku has an opinion on that. Uh, Ser- uh Serena. These are very three different ones for this one. Um, the last one, everyone was the same. The first one, I was the odd one now. This one, they were the very three different ones because I would marry guys. Really? Wow. So, yes. not, so we don't agree at all on these three. I, I really thought this was going to be an easy one for us. I would marry guys, but that's because I've done the weapons. Well, I mean, so, so I, 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 like, I don't want to do any spoilers. I could say spoilers, right. but like, listen, it's just, I just, I just want to console him. Okay. Okay. So he, you would wed Gaius. I would wed Gaius. Um, <sighs> Livia, Livia fucking annoyed me. I mean, I'm so sorry. she is the victim of really bad writing. I know she is. I have she to is. say, I would see for myself who this princess among women is. No one says that. Shut up. <laughs> she really annoyed me so much that I would just slice her head right off. Okay. Head. I know. I'm sorry. And then I would bed Nero. I think we actually completely <laughs> differed on all three of those. We, we did. did. That's why I said, because you would marry Olivia. Yep. Kill Nero. Bed Gaius. Well then. We're just very different. Listen, it's understandable though. No three people can be the same. That's true. And also, this podcast would be kind of garbage if we were all carbon copies of one another. If we were all like, yes, yes. At that point, just have the one person. None of you wanted to bed Xenos and then behead him. No, I really just want to cut his head off. Exactly. Exactly. I'll console Gaius. I'll console Gaius. I'll name the guillotine consolation (laughs) and we'll get our (laughs) consolation prize. Exactly. Listen, I want to take Gaius's stupid golf bag of swords and cut his head off with one. Or sorry, Xenos's. Xenos's. I I was about to say. I'm like, I don't think Gaius. Listen. Gaius doesn't play golf. No. No. He just cries now (laughs) and has really long monologues. I mean, he's always I, had really mo- long monologues. I know. That's nothing new. <laughs> nothing new. Come, it's, it's adventurer. I think my favorite thing is when he pulls his sword out and then puts it away. Did you ever hear the um, audio of Gilbert Gottfried reading the Gaius yes. monologue from Praetorium? No. Yes. It's the greatest yes. thing ever. That does um, the- Is that real? That is real. Yes, Someone paid him real. on Cameo to do it. It's real, and I watched it, and I was dying when he was saying Aorzea. I had to do freaking that monologue in uh, in an uwu voice for uh, my stream. Oh my god, we should do that. What? <laughs> do monologues in uwu? Yes. I like it. All right, that's a new segment on the show, monologues in uwu. I choose a Xenos one. All right. Oh, oh great. They're all like I'm six joking. words long. I know, exactly. That's yeah, all there you get go. from me. All right, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up for this pilot episode <laughs> on uwu monologues. That's called going out on a high note. 
that's what brings people back. I hope you all enjoyed this pilot episode as much as we enjoyed uh, uh, performing it for you. We have been looking forward to doing this now for, oh God, like, what was it, six weeks ago that, that we finished uh, auditions and everything? It um, simultaneously feels like it's been forever and two days. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, gosh, I know it's gone by so fast and at the same time taken literally forever. Uh, I really hope you all enjoyed the pilot episode. If this is something that you enjoyed, uh, please uh, understand that, of course, this is our pilot. This is actually our first time sitting down and recording together. Uh, Serena, as, as you pointed out, you, you are this is your first time podcasting even, uh, which is awesome. I thought you did a great job on your first episode here. And, uh, and and Jiraku, I, I I gotta say I'm feeling very good about my choices on uh, uh, on co-hosts because you two absolutely killed it. Thank you so much. <laughs> you did a wonderful job. Um, I I really hope yeah you're welcome I really hope uh, that everyone who listened uh, enjoyed the show as well and please understand that we're going to get better like as the chemistry continues to grow and develop uh, across this first season we're going to only improve the show is only going to get better and I really hope that you'll you'll stick with us for the duration of this first season Uh, we're going to be running 12 episodes uh, over the course of the next six months our show will be starting properly in November Sunday November 14th will be the first episode uh, that releases where we will talk about consent in the uh, in the uh, RP and ERP space and on the 28th episode we will be talking about uh, the age of majority and the age of consent in uh, Final Fantasy XIV uh, because it's a topic that Square Enix very smartly does not touch. So we will talk about it instead. We're not uh, smart. I'm, no, we are not mm-hmm. smart. We are, uh, as we said uh, when we were planning out the show, we are bimbos and himbos united. So, uh, yeah, no, we're not smart, but we are going to handle what is a very important discussion that I feel like does need to be had because obviously we see the discourse surrounding Lalafell. We see the discourse surrounding Alfino and Ali say that happens. And it does mean that we need to talk about the question. Hey, what is the age of consent for a Mikote? Uh, we're not going to talk about it now, but we're going to talk about it on the second episode. And we're going to talk about consent on the first episode. And su- surprise, uh, shockingly, one is going to play into the other. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's going to be it for this one. If you enjoyed the show, please do follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Wolcast14. That's uh, W-O-L-C-A-S-T-X-I-V. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Scalia, E-S-K-A-L-I-A. And uh, Serena, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Goth, uh, Purple Goth Zayla. At Purple Goth Zayla. Uh, and uh, Jiraku, where can people find you? Well, at the moment, I am still getting my Twitter account set up for the purposes of all this. Uh, I don't use Twitter much, and I will not be recorded expressing my opinions of Twitter as a website. Because mm-hmm. it would it would probably not work out well for me. So I Fair will enough. leave it at, I don't use the site much. Um, so uh, people but, will be getting a hold of you maybe in the Discord? You know what? Yeah, actually, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. I kind of forgot that that was just a method and yep. not, like, my address at my house. So if you wish to uh, communicate with us in uh, the Discord, that is the layer of the Escasuals Discord, you can find the link uh, on our uh, uh 
podcast our Podbean page. You can also find it on our Twitter. Uh, you can get there, and uh, there is an 18 plus setting that you have to click, but you will be able to hang out and chat with us because we're around ish. Like not always, but we're around as much as we possibly can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you so much, and we want to send a special shout out to uh, Lanyakea and uh, and uh, the, for the other disciples of the hand. Lanyakea uh, produces and develops those segments, so she did an outstanding job for her first one. And we're looking forward to a season of communication with Lanya and the other disciples of the hand uh that is going to be it for the pilot episode thank you so much everybody i hope you had a wonderful time and we will see you on the next episode bye-bye bye have a nice time my goodness that was so buttery spread it on toast <laughs> <laughs>